Part 1. The House of the Interpreter, a Childhood Retrospective The House of the Interpreter is a rest stop along the way, providing guidance to Pilgrim and his companions on the road. It contains pictures and dioramas that portray aspects of the Christian faith and lessons on how to live the Christian life. Chapter 1. Mungu Yu Ma One winter afternoon when I was twelve years old, my father picked up a hitchhiker. My two brothers were sitting with me in the back seat of our Plymouth Voyager van, which my grandfather had hauled off the junkyard and rebuilt. The cars we drove were all orphans that had been rolled or flooded or wrecked. The Voyager had a big dent in the sliding door from a downhill tumble. The hitchhiker looked sixteen or seventeen, a tall Scandinavian wearing blue jeans with big holes in the knees. It was thirty-five degrees out. He ducked his head and climbed into the van with us, and then my dad drove on. The ensuing conversation, which I will never forget, went something like this. These are my kids, Andrea, Ben, and Nate. My name's Sam. What's your name? Donovan, the hitchhiker said. Oh, that's a good name, my father paused. Have you ever heard of Amy Carmichael? Um, no. She was a Christian missionary to India who worked to save young girls from sex trade enslavement. The place where she worked was called Donover, which is kind of close to your name, Donovan. So you have a good name, a name with Christian purpose. Oh. In the hitchhiker's long pause that followed, I remember thinking, my father is out of his mind, preying on this young hitchhiker who wanted a ride and instead got a church sermon on Christian missionary history. I felt embarrassed in the same way I did when my dad prayed over our food in a restaurant, and the waiter brought the ketchup while he was still praying. Donovan rode with us for several miles until we reached the cutoff road to our house. After pulling the van onto the shoulder to let him out, my dad turned to my older brother, who was about the same size as the hitchhiker, and said, Ben, why don't you give Donovan your jeans? It's cold out. In the back seat of the van, Ben took off his pants and gave them to the hitchhiker, while my little brother and I looked sideways at each other. Proverbial Christian wisdom says you give away the coat off your back, not the pants off your backside. In exchange for my brother's jeans, the hitchhiker handed over his own, the jeans with big holes in the knees, and my brother rustled them on. Then Donovan got out. He was headed farther north toward Canada, I watched from the back seat as he diminished into the distance, a tall, lean figure standing on the side of a long winter road. These years later, I remember the whole exchange as a small act of goodness. My father, the funny priest, blessed a hitchhiker not with holy water but with jeans. I can see this only in retrospect, though. Then, in my early teens, my mom and dad seemed painfully Christian and parental. After supper every night, we had what was called family time. We sometimes took walks in the woods or played card games, but more often than not, my dad directed us in an intellectual exercise of some kind. He would stride over to the living room bookshelves to find a book like Les Miserables by Victor Hugo, then read a passage aloud and try to engage us in dialogue. On occasion, he slid out one of the burgundy volumes of the Encyclopedia Britannica, which my mom had bought from a door-to-door salesman in the mid-1980s. Family time turned into the Jeopardy game show, 
except that we didn't win any money, and Dad got to pick the categories. French Huguenot history for 200, invertebrate biology for 300. Dad, I have no idea, I said in response to one of his trivia questions. You know I don't know. Cut me a break. My father's most notorious family time activities weren't academic or literary. They were spiritual. He would ask questions like, How did you see the presence of God in your day today? Or, as a way to bring together humor, metaphor, and my mother's dinner menu, he would ask, How is the Christian life like a plate full of spaghetti? My brothers and I had to ponder the analogy. Maybe grace is a good meatball? And then after a while, one of us would hold up our shackled wrists and ask to be excused. My mother, too, had intense parenting tics. As an ex-hippie who didn't want her kids to end up brainwashed by mainstream America...